Good evening, West Houston Christian Center. This is Pastor Jack C. And uh, this is our Tuesday night service. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Uh, we are rapidly uh, approaching Easter Sunday. And as you saw my father at the beginning of the broadcast, we're gonna have a great message for you for Easter morning for Resurrection Sunday. And as Vincent said, I just wanna echo that Pastor Michelle and myself and some other pastoral staff will be here Sunday. Uh, at 1230 and we will be out in the parking lot. And uh, if you would like drive-by prayer, uh, you'd like a blessing spoken over you, and uh, you just wanna see some, uh, have a, uh, some human contact uh, through gloves and masks, then I wanna invite you to be here on Sunday from 1230 to two, amen? Well, let's get our Bibles out and let's go to the Word this morning. You know, we're starting in our Bible reading, John chapter one, verse one. And I can't get past the first couple of verses in John 1, 1. And uh, what I want to talk about this evening is, is in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. How exciting was that? God, at the very beginning, John is echoing just like Genesis where it says, in the beginning. And I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke this to my spirit this morning. He said, every faith project should begin with the word and should end with the word. Just like everything began in the beginning with the word in the book of Genesis and in the book of John, anything that we're doing by faith, it has to begin in the word and it has to come to manifestation in the word. It's the only way that our faith becomes active and alive. It's as if the Word of God is connected in every part of the process. John 1.3 says, All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Colossians 1.16 For by Him all things were created that are in the heavens and that are in the earth, visible and invisible. Whereafter thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Listen to me. Everything that God, Jesus, the word created only responds to faith. Let me say that again. Any and everything that God, that Jesus, that the word created, it will only respond to faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. And I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version. And it says, By faith we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose, by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. This whole world that we're living in uh, came out of God at the beginning of time and creation, standing up and speaking faith-filled words into the atmosphere. He said, light in me be. He then spoke the heavens and the earth and the sun and the moon. And he spoke the oceans and the seas and the rivers. And he spoke the vegetation and he spoke the animals. And he spoke Adam and Eve. Everything that God said, he saw. He spoke faith-filled words. And what he said, he saw. 
That's why this whole world was created to respond to the faith command. Let, let me give you an example. Uh, since God created me and God created the banana, uh, when my body eats the banana because we are made by the same creators, my body knows what to do with that banana. It says, oh, I recognize that there's potassium here. Let me put it there. I recognize that there's a fat here. Let me put it there. Because we're made by the same creator, they recognize each other. And so now my body knows exactly what it needs to do to process what's coming through me. On the other hand, when my body eats a donut, my body says, wait a minute, I don't identify in this massive computer storage file that God's placed in me, I don't see a data file on a donut. Therefore, because I don't know what that donut is, I've got to take it and I've got to store it over here in a storage area until I figure out what to do with it. See, because we're made, that donut is filled with a man-made fat or a trans fat. My body doesn't recognize it. Faith works the exact same way because we were all made by the same creator. Whatever God created responds to the voice of faith because they're made by the same creator. Does that make sense? So uh, it's so important that the word of God is the is the fuel for the believer for me to, to speak the faith filled words. I don't just want to be speaking words or empty words. I want to be speaking words of faith. The world has to respond to faith-filled words. Let me say that again. Whatever it is that you're dealing with right now, if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with doubt, if you're dealing with lack, if you're dealing with loneliness, if you're dealing with depression, whatever it is that you're dealing with right now, because God created you and God created the word, that word will work over that situation when we begin to speak to it in the authority in which it was created. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so then faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Listen to me. I, I want to say this, I want to say this lovingly and tenderly. The, the, the way that we approach and treat the Word of God, um, the level of respect and honor that I give it through the amount of time that I spend in it, meditating it, speaking it, is in direct proportion to what I have in my life. If, if you're going to walk in a high level of faith, then we have to spend a high level of time in the Word of God to become more skilled and more accurate in it. If I don't give the Word of God the proper place in my life, it's kind of like I'm, I'm trying to work the works of God, but I'm doing it without His power. I'm trying to go out and do good things and walk in love and do all those things. But if I'm not doing it according to the word or if I'm not spending enough time in the word, I don't have enough of that faith in me for it to produce what I need it to produce. Listen to this. And this is in the book of Job. And I want to read it to you. Job 23. We need to spend more time in the word on a regular basis to produce all that we're believing God for. We've got to spend more time in the Word. 
Amen. We're just going to the book of Job. Job chapter 23, verses 8 through 12. Now, I want you to remember, this is Job. Job is in the midst of going through it. But I want you to hear where Job places God's word in association to where he is in his life right now. Job is in the middle of one of the worst trials and tests or storms that the world has ever seen. But I want you to take notice of what Job says in verses 20, I'm sorry, Job 23, verses 8 through 12. It says, Behold, I go forward and to the east, but he is not there. I go backwards and to the west, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand and on the north where he works, I seek him, but I cannot behold him. He turns himself to the right hand and to the south, but I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. He has concern for and appreciate and pays attention to it. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as refined gold, pure and luminous. Verse 11, my foot has held fast to his steps. His ways have I kept and not turn aside. And, and really get verse 12. I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than necessary food. Job realized in the midst of the depth of what he was going through that it was God's word that was the most important thing. Job was in the midst of, of a lot of judgment. Job was in the midst of friends that were all trying to give them their opinions about what was going on in his life. Ladies and gentlemen, we are right now surrounded in a time where people are trying to give us lots of opinions about what's going on. But what we always have to default to and what we have to sink back into is the fact that God's word is the final authority over any and all of the situations that we're dealing with. The word of God trumps the opinion of any man. Now, that doesn't mean that we walk in ignorance or rebellion, but it does mean that, yes, I'm getting presented with a lot of facts about what's going on in the world today. But the word of God, as we'll see at the end, is the truth. And what I want to do is I want to spend more time meditating on the truth of what's going on and not meditating on the facts. Because those facts, if you've noticed, are changing every day. We're in a very, very fluid season right now with the end of this virus. They are prophesying, and at least uh, what I'm reading here is that this could be one of the worst weeks ever for this pandemic. In the name of Jesus, we are declaring that even though that may be a fact, according to man-made data, the word of God says that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. It says in, in, in Psalm that a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look upon and see the reward of the wicked. This virus cannot pass the blood of Jesus. And so that's the truth of the situation. I am not denying the existence of this virus. I am denying its right to attack my house, my family, my church, my family, my friends, my city, my nation. I am just enforcing the word that's already been spoken. Amen. If there's no word, there's no faith. If we don't know that we have authority through the word, how are we ever going to use it or take it? 
We have to get proficient in that word of righteousness. We have to get proficient in the word of God so that when we stand up, we speak like Jesus did, not like one of the scribes who just copied down scriptures and, and, and those types of things. Jesus spoke the word with authority. There was a difference. There was a rhema. There was a manifestation when he preached. And so that's where we need to get to. The word of God has got to become so dear to me. It has to be more precious to me than even food. I like what David says. And, and if you have a, a couple of hours, which we all do, read Psalm 119. Uh, it's an amazing psalm. It's very long. But like I said, I think we got time right now. Psalm 119 um, verses 9 through 16. And I just kind of want to focus on verse 11, but read. Matter of fact, let's do that. Let's go to Psalm 119. Uh, and I want to read 9 through 16 to you. <clears throat> I'm going to read it out of the King James. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Verse 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Even David, and I wanted to use two Old Testament people to, with a love for the word to show you that they didn't have the Bible that we have today. They didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have my favorite book in the Bible, the book of Ephesians, to, 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 to study and to read about God and, and find out about their inheritance and that we're seated in heavenly places and all of the authority that's been given to us. No, no, these men, Job, I don't know what Job had to use as a, as a reference, as the word of God. It's whatever had been passed down from generation to generation. David had the law, but yet even in those documents that weren't even the, the, the Bible that we have today, they had a love. They knew that it was that word that had to be the foundation for everything that they were believing and everything that they were going through. Listen to me. Everything that we've talked about since we've had to basically go online, we've talked about the love of God. We've talked about being a light. We've talked about thankfulness. None of those things are going to work in my life unless I go into the word and develop faith in each one of those areas. I cannot go out and love the way that God wants me to love with about first spending time in the word and developing my faith walk in that love. If I just go out and try and love in my own flesh, in my own skill and my own ability, I'm going to be frustrated, angry, and lonely. If I try and be a light, if I go and try and do the good works, but you know what? If I don't have that love inside of me, it's going to be like sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. It's so important that everything that we study and everything that we do, it first must have that foundation of faith in the Word. I think it's safe to say that right now a lot of us are being tested in what we really know and what we really believe. And that's a part of life. You know, James said, count it all joy. 
when you fall into various trials and temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith will produce patience. And so I think right now, everything that we've learned, everything that we're going through is we're actually being tested and tried in it. I like 1 Peter 1, 6. It says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved or distressed by various trials. Verse 7, That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Right now, everything that we have been putting into our souls and into our spirits, there's a fire that's testing it. And we're finding out what is it do I really believe and what is it that I really just mentally assent to. You know, it's so important that we listen to faith-filled preaching and teaching, but it can't just stop there. It's more important that I then go back. See, I like to give you a lot of scriptures and verses. I don't want to give you a lot of stories. I don't want to give you uh, um, a, a lot of analogies. I want to give you the actual scriptures so that you can go back, write these scriptures down, read them for yourself so that they can build your faith so that when you need them, it'll be there for you. It's so important for me as a believer right now to make the word first place. I've got to make it first place in my life. All healing is going to come from making the word first place in my life. All prosperity is going to come by me making the word first place in my life. All my relationships are going to get better by me putting the word and making it first place in my life. Amen. I like this, and it's a very, very familiar group of scriptures, but it fits so perfectly today. Let's go to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 7. Verses 24 through 29. And this is Jesus speaking. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority and not as one of the scribes. Right now, people's foundations are being shaken. There's a shaking going on in our nation and in our world right now. And we're finding out what's real and what's fake. There might have been something that's been there for hundreds of thousands of years. But until it was shaken, we didn't know what its foundation was. Right now, there are foundations that are being shaken on a global scale, on a national scale, and in our individual lives. Who really is our source? I think what this is really coming down to, is God my source in the midst of this, what's going on in our nation today? Is God my source? Is the government my source? Is the, is the hospital my source? 
there's nothing wrong with any of those things as long as they're done in order. I want to go to God first. Amen. When I make God my source, I won't be so disappointed when man doesn't live up to what he says he's going to do. Amen. God has a 100% track record when it comes to taking care of his children. He's never lost one. And so I want to make sure that I am defaulting in the word of God and making it first place and making it the source of all the truth that's coming in and out of my life right now. I have to do it. You know, the Bible says that um, Jesus was with his disciples and he asked them this question. He said, who do men say that I am? And, and a couple of the disciples says, well, you're a, they say that you're a prophet or you're a teacher and, and these types of things. And, and, and then Jesus made it personally. He said, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter makes this statement. He says, uh, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Peter, but my Father which is in heaven, and that's when he calls him the rock. Amen? What happened was, is that Peter recognized the truth of who Jesus really was. Let me say that again. Peter, through revelation, realized the truth, the truth, uh, the truth about who Jesus really was. See, that's what the Word always does. The Word always brings us to the truth. Peter spent time with the truth, with the Word, got a revelation of it, and recognized the truth when he saw it. The Word, and another way of saying the Word, is the truth. The Word of God is the greatest level or revelation of truth that there is in the whole world. There's no greater truth than the Word of God. There's not another philosophy in the world that has more truth than the Word of God. There are a lot of different things out there and they might have some truths in them. They might have a truth. It might have been founded on a truth. But only the Word of God can we say is full of all truth. It has all truth for all men. In every area of our life, the Bible is the truth. It is the, the living Word of God in our lives. 1 Peter 1.23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but with incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. God's word is in no way more manifest than in its power to bring spiritual life to all who are open to it. Let me read that again. God's word is in no way more manifest than in this. It's power to bring spiritual life to all who open its truth. You know, uh, it says in John that I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in the truth. To walk in the truth is to walk in the light. To walk in the light is to walk in the word. God, there's no greater. I have no greater joy. I mean, imagine Jesus saying this. I have no greater joy than to know that my people walk in in the truth. And the only way that we can walk in the truth is to walk in his word. Amen. The word is truth and faith comes by acting on that truth. I want you to remember that all of our faith projects, all of our faith projects, all of our faith projects, they begin with the word, they're sustained by the word, and they end in the word. Let me give you three more scriptures as we're closing. 
Let's go back to John 1.1. 1, 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I want you to remember, and just get this over and over and over in your spirits, that the Word of God was there first. It's the first thing. In the beginning was the Word. Whatever you're believing God for, it's got to start first in the Word. Whatever you're being tried or tempted in right now, go back to the Word first. The Word was here first before that issue came into your life. So there's already an answer to whatever problem that you're dealing with. The Word comes first. But I want you to look at 1 Peter chapter 1. verses 24 and 25, which is actually him uh, repeating something out of Isaiah 40, verse 8. But first, let's read 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 24 and 25. It says, For all flesh, mankind, is like grass, and all its glory, honor, like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower drops off, but the word of the Lord, divine instruction, the gospel, it endures forever. And this word is the good news which was preached to you. Amen. So the, the word is at the beginning of everything that I'm doing. Amen. In the beginning was the word. As I'm living here on the earth, guess what? That word is going to endure and it's going to carry me through my entire life. But let me give you one more scripture to kind of tie it all together. Let's go to the book of Revelation. And yes, that's at the end of the book. Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 16. And it says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he sat upon him, was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had the name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed upon his white horse, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it it should smite the nations, and he should rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. I want you to notice that in John chapter 1 and even in Genesis chapter 1, we start with the word. I want you to notice that in 1 Peter and Isaiah 40, that the way that we live in this world is we endure through that word. That word will endure forever. But now get a picture of this. There's going to come a day at the second coming when Jesus himself is going to descend from heaven with his army during the second coming. And this is the end of that seven year period. And guess what Jesus is called? He's called the word of God. So you have the word at the very beginning, you have the word in the very middle and you have the word at the very end. Our lives are made to live completely and totally in the word of God. I'm going to be developing this topic a little bit more, hopefully, as we're moving on. I mean, I'm so excited for us to be able to get back together uh, sooner than later. Um, I really feel in my heart that this is coming to an end. 
And let's continue just to pray for those that are in authority over us. Pray for the doctors and nurses, your frontline people that are dealing with this virus. You know, for some of us, it's, it's not very real because it's not touching us. It's just, an, it's just another news report. But, you know, for those that are living it and those that are going through it, it's a very real thing. So let's just take a moment right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every doctor and every nurse and every medical technician and every hospital administrator in all of the greater city of Houston, Texas. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. And first, Father, I just speak the word. Father, we speak the word over them. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. We declare that that virus is dead, Lord, that it cannot come near their dwelling. We thank you, Lord, that according to Isaiah 53, that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Father, we apply the 91st Psalm, Lord, that a thousand might fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Father, we just send the word. Father, I pray for an angelic covering and host around our city. And Lord, uh, I, I just know in my heart that this virus, it's already been defeated. Uh, Lord, it did not come from you. This was not something that you sent to teach us anything, Father. Uh, Lord, this is something that was sent specifically from hell to bring, uh, uh, to steal, to kill and destroy. But we thank you, Lord, that by the word of God, by the stripes of Jesus, we're healed and that all of our medical professionals are divinely protected we pray for wisdom for President Trump and, and this task force for Vice President Pence. Lord, just give him great wisdom, Lord, uh, for the nation and how to lead us forth and lead us out of this. But Lord, we're going to put the word first place in our lives because that's what it was created for in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you. Uh, sooner, uh, the sooner we get back to better, uh, get back together, the better. And uh, just know that Michelle and I love you. Uh, we are praying for you. And um, uh, just know that um, this will be a short-term thing and we'll be back together very, very soon. Amen. God bless you and Jesus is Lord.